This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. It is March of 2022. In this episode, I will be doing my own personal thoughts and opinions of the new solo Batman movie, The Batman 2022 movie review. This is the first solo Batman movie since Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises in 2012. One of my, whenever I go to a theatrical movie experience at the big screen movies, AMC, I always come early enough that I can catch all the coming attractions, all of the coming attractions and the previews, then the full entire movie, and then all the end, end credits. Coming attractions, and then the movie, then all the end credits. So that's my experience of what I like to do and have done when I go to the movie. Whether I go by myself, which I often go by myself, or with other people, they will know if I am not missing the preview, previous coming attractions and I'm not missing the end credits. But in this particular time going, I went by myself. And let me tell you real quick about the biggest coming attractions preview that stood out. Because most of the previews were... Most of the coming attractions previews that come out before movies going theatrical are not very, um, very good at all. And a lot of them, they, they are available to see online on the internet even before going to the movies these days. But anyway, the one and only interesting thing I want to say about one of the coming attraction, coming attraction previews is the one when they showed an animated movie. It's an animated movie where Keanu Reeves, that's one of my favorite actors, it's an animated movie coming up where actor Keanu Reeves voices Batman and he's next to another animal and as you hear the voice actor Keanu, Re Keanu Reeves behind playing an animated Batman next to a, 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 a some, some kind of animal they're playing the Tim Burton and Danny Elfman Batman theme music and I really do have a good, I really like the Tim Burton, D Danny Elf, Tim Burton, D Danny Elfman, Batman theme music that went along with that. And, um, that's all I'm going to say is if you, if you like Keanu Reeves and you like Batman, Keanu Reeves voices Batman while they play the, uh, Tim Burton slash Danny Elfman Batman score. So that's, that was, that was pretty, pretty neat. Now, next thing I want to say about all this. Since not since not everyone since not everyone stays for the movies and oh wait by the way before I get too into this I just want to say that this is the Batman 2022 movie review in parentheses spoilers that's right this is a spoilers movie so if you have not yet seen the movie and do not want to be spoiled by some of the things I mentioned in this review. Please stop the stop the podcast review right now. Go out, go to go to your local movie theater and see the movie. Then come back to the review after you've seen the entire movie. If you do not want to be heard any about any possible spoilers, this is a spoiler review. That is your warning. Now get now let's get so let's go.
Since not everyone stays for a movie's end credits, and I tell you, I watch coming attractions, movie end, and end credits, I want to start off with something from that. <clears throat> I want, since not everyone stays for a movie's end credits, I want to start off with something from that end credits first that I will give my thoughts and opinion. And I'm oh, sorry, I will. I want to start off with something from those end credits from from that first, and then I will give my all my thoughts and opinions and the details about thoughts and opinions about the Batman movie in and of itself. But towards the end credits, towards the end credits, it start. It says. In memoriam, in memoriam, Andrew Jack. Now, the first thing I did when all the credits were officially over was go to the bathroom to do to do my, you know, what you do in the bathroom. And while I'm doing what I need to do in the bathroom, I got onto the web browser on my phone, and of course, I had to find out who is. Andrew Jack, who was Andrew Jack? That's listed in memoriam, in memoriam for Andrew Jack at the end, of, towards the end credits of the movie. Well, I got some information for you. Again, from the from here on outward, some spoilers about all about the movie will be mentioned. So just so you know, Andrew Jack was a British British was a British dialect. That's right, a dialect coach and actor. Who's worked on over 80 motion pictures since 1982? Movies he worked on include Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. That's from 1989. Also, he worked on with Pierce Brosnan in the James Bond movies Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, and Die Another Day, and was also in some Star Wars movies. For sure, it was in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Star Wars: The Force Awakens from 2015, and I believe also in The Last Jedi of 2017. This man was a Mainly, he was known for being a dialect coach, but was also an actor in movies as well. But he did a lot with the dialect coach part. And and the final film that he worked on before the time of his death was this, the Batman movie. And Andrew Jack died in March of 2020 at the age of 76 from the C19 beer bug. So I just thought I had to find out why. Why Andrew Jack was mentioned at the end, of the, towards the end of the, of the film's credits, and he would because he was not 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 everyone might may recognize and know that name, but he was a dialect coach and was in a whole lot of motion pictures from '82 onwards. Already listed the movies, already listed the thing about Star Wars and the thing about his death. So. I want to say one more thing, since again, not everybody stays for the end credits. Since not everyone at all stays for the end credits, one more thing about the end credits before we get more into specifics about what I thought and thought and opinionated of with the Batman 2022. Also, after they show that thing about the guy, 
And the credits are all officially over. The last thing it said before it says Warner Brothers Studios, before it says Warner Brothers Studios in the blue or such, it said at the very end of the end credits, it's fully, after the end credits are fully shown, there is another, another digital screen message from the Riddler. More about him later on. But at the very end of all the credits, it shows another digital screen message from the Riddler. The Batman is directed by Matt Reeves, who also, you, you might know, directed the last two Planet, the last two Planet of the Eight movies from 2004. I'm sorry. The last two Planet of the Eight movies from 2014, the last two Planet of the Eight movies from 2014 and 2017, respectfully. In 2014 was the dawn, the dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and then a really good third movie, I hear, with the war for the Planet of the Apes. So he did those last two Planet of the Eight movies. Now, in the first half, in the first half of the, uh, in the first half of this review, I will speak of my dislikes or negatives about the movie. And then in the second half, I will go over my likes or positives that uh, my likes or positives. And then after that, I will give the movie a grade or a rating. Before I get into my negatives, about this movie. I just want to say that my main mission and objective with the future of my business podcasting is to have many more co-hosts. That's right. Many more co-hosts Many more co-hosts and many more guests on the program talk about various to- various topics, various topics, and singing with the women. That's right, singing with the women. Okay, and last thing I want to say before the before all the negatives is if you get anything out of or you do like and enjoy any of my content or any of my work, the best way, the best and smoothest and easiest way to support me is to send me a PayPal donation if you are so inclined to help keep my content and work coming out for everybody when all the time is right. So you can find the PayPal link in the description box. So that's the best, easiest way to support what if you like what I do with all this. Check check out the PayPal for a PayPal donation link. And also to watch all my videos on my Rumble video platform. You can find out all my videos at rumble.com slash user slash Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC. No spaces. Now, let's get right into... I have for you now six, 
six, six negatives. I like to go through negatives first about a movie and then say all the positives because I think it comes out better that negatives are done first and then positives and not the other way around. I just don't like things negative all at the end of things. So here are the first now, the six negative sections. The story involves... The story involves the murder, number one. The story involves the murdering of key political figures in Gotham, in Gotham City. Now, here's what I gotta say about this whole thing about key political fi- figures being murdered. After the secular Gregorian year of November 2016, specifically the year 2016, I think it is safe to say, I think that most people have had enough of the politics and wokeness, the woke, woke, wokeness shoved down all our throats in all possible, all possible aspects of our lives. Whether you're on the Democratic liberal side or the conservative Republican side or if you're an independent or if you just don't even follow or watch politics at all. Whether you're on either side or a third or a fourth or whatever the case may be, I think it is safe to say that after 2016, we are sick and tired of politics being a part shoved down our throats in all aspects of our lives, whether that's entertainment with the movies, TV shows, commercials, music, sports, everything that we used to like, which had no politics in it, with all these aspects and things, now has, now has politics shoved in, and there's a lot of politics involved with the plot and story of this movie. And there's one more thing that I want to say about the politics of this movie outside of the wokeness and things and that that we've had enough of having politics in these things before I get into the second negative. And that last point of the politic part of this is that in this movie, there is literally, literally a black, a black female politician in this movie, which I think... That, that's, that's not, no, I'm not, of course, you know, just, that was too much. I went over it. It's, it, it, all around the times, we need enough politics in our, in all of our aspects of entertainment, movies, TV, movies, TV show, commercials, movies, TV show, commercials, people's sports. It's just enough already. Just let, let us watch stuff without that extra nonsense. All right. Now, second negative. The second negative. This movie does not, do, in my opinion, this movie does not have a relatable Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne had a distinctive difference from Batman. Bruce Wayne had a distinctive difference from Batman who was played by Michael Keaton and Christian Bale, but not so much with Robert Pattinson. When you saw Michael Keaton as Batman back in Batman 89 and Batman Returns 92, his Bruce Wayne and his Batman were slightly, slightly kind of a little different, but not too much. 
And Christian Bale definitely played three sides to Batman, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne to Alfred, and Bruce Wayne to everybody else. But this Robert Pattinson version of Bruce Wayne is uh, kind of emo, kind of a recluse, even more so than the Christian Bale in the third no Chris Nolan movie. This uh, this Bruce Wayne. Well, I'm going to get into what I like about the Batman part a little bit later in this, but um, as Bruce Wayne, the Matt Reeves, Robert Patterson version of Bruce Wayne has much to be desired or have a um, have a Bruce Wayne that's something for people to watch captivating-wise to keep it going. Bruce Wayne was kind of, his Bruce Wayne is kind of blah, blah, to be honest. So, now I want to say that next... Next, the non-relatable Bruce Wayne does not treat Alfred well in this movie at all. I think you can see that quick from the first watch, that the Bruce Wayne of this new rebooted series does not treat Alfred well in this movie at all. And speaking of Alfred, played by Andy Serkis, I think that of all the different Alfreds, we got this Andy Serkis version of Alfred. The Alfred in the Batman, the Robert Pattinson Batman, Andy Serkis' Alfred, I think, is way too young to be portraying Alfred in this movie. Andy Serkis still looks and seems like a young guy. He's in his late 50s now. And I think he was way too young to play Alfred. And yes, Bruce Wayne did not treat Alfred well at all in this movie, which is not a good thing because you want in the their relationship between uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman, and Alfred to be a, a good one like they were in other movies. Not so much in the case. Now, the fourth negative... At nearly three hours long length, this movie is entirely way too long. They could have cut some parts out to make it shorter than three, hour, three, three hours. It's two hours and 55 minutes, and it didn't need to be that long. It's still a really, really interesting, good movie for the majority of mo- most, most, mostly speaking. But, um, yeah, it's three hours too, that's a bit too long. Feels way, way too long. The fifth negative is towards the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, it was teasing what we thought they thought were teasing us, which 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 we think might believe was a tease of the Joker. Yes, you don't get a too good a look out of him at the towards the end of the movie, but it looks like they're possibly teasing the Joker. And here's what I gotta say about that. I think that in recent history, we've seen and heard way too much of the Joker in recent years. You had Heath Ledger, of course, as the fantastic, excellent uh, Joker in 2008. And then you had Jared Leto as the Joker in 2016 Suicide Squad. And then you had... And then you had... Um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in the solo Joker movie from 2019. And then he had whoever played the Joker in the uh, Gotham TV series. So we kind of been shoved just like, just like the damn politics of these days. Just like the damn politics. We're shoved in way too much of the Jokers and they show, but I believe, 
to us as a tease Joker towards the end of the movie next to the next to the Riddler. And I just think that I really hope they don't have Joker in the second movie. I hope in the second movie, instead of bringing Joker back in the second movie for a sequel, that they bring back some sort of original, unique villains that we have not yet seen on the live screen. Like, you know, things we haven't seen, like, you know, um, Hush, Hush, or, or what they were going to do with the, uh, what they were possibly going to do with the, uh, Ben Affleck movie, like a Deathstroke, like we haven't seen Deathstroke yet, or just somebody new, something that, somebody that hasn't been used before that could, could still kind of work, but not replay who, what, who, who we've already had, if, if that makes any sense. But yeah, the Joker tease. Yeah, just like I said in the notes, yeah. Sequels would be better if they had showcased villains that we have not yet seen in a live-action movie. There was way too much about bringing the Joker back if that was possibly the Joker. There are many... Yeah. There are many choices outside of that than overplaying the Joker so much. Now the six. Now my six and last in the negative side of things is... Okay, this goes back to leaked footage from a few years ago. My Again, spoilers, if you have not yet seen the movie, this is the last spoiler warning I'm going to give. I've got a lot to get to here. The sixth and last uh, negative. The final scenes of the movie, we show that they show Batman and Catwoman riding off in their motorized cycles off in different directions. This bike footage was ruined and spoiled online years in advance. I want to say back in either 2019 or 2020, they were already showing bike footage from the Matt Reeves movie, which happens to be the last scenes of them going off in their separate transportation vehicles as the very last scenes in the movie, but we already seen him in his Batman costume with the spoiled leak footage years before this movie even ever came out. And I hate when the internet online spoils leaked footage for anything way before it's supposed to be known or shown about things. The internet has ruined everything for movie and television watchers. And that is not a good thing. With all of these dislikes and negatives about the Batman movie now out of the way, I will now tell you what I speci- spe- specifically what I specifically like about the movie. It is a breath of fresh air that we finally get in quotes a detective DC detective comics we have finally get a detective style Batman movie where Batman is actually going deep into detective work This movie has stunning cinematography that's right it has stunning cinematography throughout Character actor, the actor John John Tortoro John Tor, John Tortorio, J O H N T U R T U R R O T U T U R T U R T U R R O is all right as crime boss Carmine Falcone. If you want to see John. John Tortorno in a hilarious comedy. Check out 2008's You Don't Mess With the Zohan, starring Adam 
Sandler, where he plays, where he plays the main bad guy, Phantom. Disco, 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 disco. Woo, woo. Anyway, that, I, I laugh my ass off every time I watch that movie. 2008's You Don't Mess With the Zohan. And though it does have... It, it does have a political joke about Obama and Hillary and all that stuff at one part, which I thought was funny. So that was funny politics in You Don't Mess With the Zohan. Not so much with this more recent of think of movies and TV coming out. Really enough, shove, stop shoving this stuff down our throats. It's a, it's obnoxious and unnecessary. Now that I've talked about Car- John Tortino, John Tortino's Carmen Falcone. At one point in the movie, we find out that John Tortori, John Tortori, and I'm sorry if I'm mis- mispronouncing the last name as Carmen Falcone, uh, the real actor's name. We find out that he is the actual father of Selena Kyle, Catwoman, which I thought that was an interesting revelation when that was announced in the movie. But more about her, the Catwoman, Selena Kyle, in a bit. Paul Dano. Paul Dano plays a disturbing, that's right, a disturbing and well-planned serial killer, the Riddler. This is a version of the Riddler that we have n- we have not this is a version of Riddler that we have seen nothing like 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 this take nothing like this take until now Towards the end of the movie this leads to a now common cliche trope of the main bad guy, in this case the main bad guy being the Riddler, the common, the now common cliche, cliche, cliche trope of the main bad guy actually wanting to be captured and found, and in this case, well, that they want to be captured and found at a set place and a set time. In this case, it is at a diner. That's right, at a diner. This is like uh, this whole capturing, just really wanting to be captured and found purposefully has been going back since, again, Heath Ledger as the Joker in 2008's The Dark, 2008's The Dark Knight. A lot of stuff. Yeah, so again, they did it similar in lots of movies, including uh, Skyfall, 2012, James Bond Skyfall with... uh, with uh, Silva, he, he got captured the same way or similar way as the Joker and now they're just keeping doing this cliche trope and it's, it's, the, it's, it's tired by this point. A lot of stuff with how the Riddler is represented in this movie makes it look like a lot that this isn't, that there could possibly be an R-rated, that there's like an R-rated cut of this movie. This is a very, very hard PG-13, but it could very well be Rated R with just a little more extra stuff that if, if it would have did stuff. I'm sure there's an R-rated cut somewhere. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell is unrecognizable playing the penguin. The penguin or Oswald. Oswald Penny. The penguin. He is unrecognizable. He does a good. He does a well job in this. 
Colin Farrell, by the way, to connect this to some other movies, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, uh, as for Penguin, Penguin, um, <clears throat> I can't pronounce the word Penguin, uh, <laughs> he, uh, Connecting this to other movies, he faced off against Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise in 2002's Minority Report. Report. And Tom Cruise is coming back in Top Gun 2 Maverick in just a few months. And hopefully, God willing, next year, 2023, in the yet untitled Mission Impossible 7. But yes, Colin Farrell as the Penguin faced off against different parts of Tom Cruise in 2002's Minority Report. And in 2003, he faced off against Ben Affleck as Daredevil in the 2003 Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck as the bullseye villain. So, that connects it to both Tom Cruise, who's coming out with stuff soon, and Ben Affleck, who of course, after Daredevil, would play Batman and Bruce Wayne in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice in 2016, and the Justice League of 2017-2021, and Ben Affleck is coming back in some form in The Flash of November 2022. But I just wanted to connect it, Colin Farrell to bo- Colin Farrell to both uh, Minority Reports, Tom Cruise, and Daredevil 2003 with Ben Affleck. With that said, let's go on to the next character. So yeah, yeah, Carmen Falcone, John Tortino, John Turturro, very good. Colin Farrell as kind of a like a in between villain as the Penguin, very good job. By the way, last thing I want to say about the Penguin before I get on to another character. When that last thing I want to say about the penguin is this. I like how Colin Farrell played it. You can't tell it's him from all the makeup and how his face is from the whole thing. But I like how his penguin is portrayed and played in this movie. I did not care for the penguin in Batman Returns from 1992. So it's nice that we have this updated, new, different take, different type of version of penguin that isn't so nasty and sick and twisted that that the Danny DeVito Penguin was from Batman Returns. This is a much better version, I would say, of Penguin and how it's done for this type of mo- this movie. Next character, Jeffrey Wright, who you, you might know also as Felix Leiter in the in the Daniel Craig James Bond movies. Jeffrey Wright plays James Gordon. And as James Gordon, he and Batman have a solid relationship. Yes, they have a very solid relationship working together in this movie. As I as I said, this is a detective movie. So th- Batman and Batman and James Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright, work together throughout all the different detective and clue scenes together, which go throughout the movie. And they have it. They're they they stand by each other, and it's one of the best relationships between Batman and. And Gordon that we get in these in in any of these type of Batman movies. Next, yes, and I'm saying like it was nice at any of the time that Batman and Gordon had any scream time together. All right, next, next character, we've now got into Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Okay, so they never actually showed her having a Catwoman mask, like like the type of mask that say. Michelle Pfeiffer or Anne Hathaway got, but like, there's no really official masks. She, she's more like becoming and evolving into becoming Catwoman later, more so to become her. And what I got to say about this is 
I do not like short hair on women. I do not like women to have short hair. It doesn't do anything for me. But outside of her short, but outside of her short hair, Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz does a really, um, oh, she does a good, all right job as Selena Kyle Catwoman, and she is very easy on the eyes. And now, Back to Batman himself. Like again, I didn't care for how how um, Robert Pattinson was Bruce Wayne in this film. His Bruce Wayne did nothing really blab Bruce Wayne. But now to him as Batman himself. We are now got to the Batman Batman part of this Batman 2022 movie review. Now back to Batman himself. Like I said earlier, the portrayal of Bruce Wayne is lacking a lot of substance but there are but there are a lot of things that I like on the Batman side of things Oh when I why why I said the R rated back to the R rated part of this even though it's a hard PG13 just want to make sure I get all the notes in what I was saying was a lot of this stuff with how the red with how the Riddler represents in the things that he does throughout this movie rep the stuff about Riddler a lot of the Riddler stuff is represented in this makes it look a lot like there could have this way could have been R-rated because of the way the Riddler stuff is in this movie. Alright, very good. That got out there. Alright, now now, there's a lot of things I like about the Batman side of things, and some of these include, I like the Batman suit. The Batman suit is a great updated new Batman suit for this new version of this, um, of this uh, rebooted Batman uh, with Matt Reeves, a Robert Pattinson version. The, um... I like any of the scenes they showed in the action of this with Batman, where it shows him... Where it shows him using his grappling hook. I really like the grappling hook scenes of this movie. About the, so first we got the Batman suit. We got the grappling hood on how Batman uses the grappling hood. Grappling hook. I like the fighting skills. He really knows how to kick ass and fight and punch up against lots of criminals in this movie. The fighting against the criminals was very well done. The detective skills in this, the way the detective skills of this movie were implemented of finding out clues and, and detective-like noir-style comic book detective stuff. Finally, the Batman movie with detective. Very good. And the way his eyes move and he moves his head. He moves his eyes in how he deals and talks with different people and different characters. The eyes are... The eyes, uh, the eyes of Batman, very solid, very good, nice eyes movement in the movie of the Batman's eyes. And like I said bef just before, a little bit ago, Batman's relationship with Gordon is the best yet. I also like the relationship of Batman and Gordon in the Chris Nolan movies, but I think in this Matt Reeves take, the Batman relationship with Gordon and Gordon with Batman 
One of the best we've ever seen. And I like the bat flying with the glider type scenes. The bat Batman flying with all the glider type scenes were really cool. When you saw him jump off of places and glide with the flying glider type stuff. Next, the Batmobile is an impressive beast. Especially when you first hear it rival up and go to race and chase against the catch. Colin Farrell's Penguin, the Batmobile in that particular whole scene. Very, very, very good Batmobile. Impressive beast. Everything. Now, see, now my favorite Batmobile is still the Batman Batmobile from 1989. But I gotta say, for this new updated Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson version of the Batmobile in the one scene it really gets. Very cool. Very, very fun Batmobile. And now, best of all, my best part I like of Robert Pattinson's Batman in this movie is that Batman is portrayed for at least 85% to 90% of this movie. It's the actual Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne stuff only has a few different little scenes. I want to say, I can't say exactly how many scenes Bruce Wayne has, but it's way smaller than a fine of a, a, a movie of Batman, Batman related movie, Batman related that actually has Batman in it. I want to say, yeah, 85 to 90% of the time. Very neat to see him in the bad suit, working the crimes and the detective stuff for so much of the length of this long movie. Very neat, very cool, very, very wow. Batman in so much of the movie. And that he, Batman, has very much an imposing presence has very much an imposing presence against the uh, against the Gotham's criminals. Especially how he takes out that one criminal towards the beginning of the movie. But again, all the different fighting and action scenes of the fighting with him and, and bad guys, very cool, very neat to watch and see that. Except for the whole thing that he gets shot out so much but doesn't have any inflections from any of the shots of all kinds. But that's a, you know, it's a movie, so shots are whatever shots are. Both Riddler... <clears throat> Both Riddler and Penguin live to come back possibly in some form in a sequel. Though close to three hours, I was never bored. I was never too bored with, with, <clears throat> I was close to, at close to three hours. I was never too bored with all of what was going on in this movie. And it would be, and I would be open to seeing a Matt Reeves comeback for two possible sequels. If we ever get a sequel or sequels to this movie, I'd be open to the Matt Reeves sequels of how he wants to keep this story going on and flesh out more of the world he created for this solo Batman rebooted style in this like noir, like detective, like comic book movie version of Batman that we haven't seen anything up to this time with what Matt Reeves gives us something unique and different. Overall, Matt Reeves the Batman was engaging and different enough, new enough in its spin than any of the ways we've seen of this before. Now that I listed all of my positives, 
Now that I have listed all of my... What I liked about the movie are positives or things that I really thought were really something else. Not very good with adjectives here. Never was good with adjectives. But now that I went over the positive likes or things that I think were really something else, really cool, really neat and fantastic and huge and terrific, I will now give my rating grade uh, grade of the movie. If I had to grade or rate the Batman, and I'm really curious if this ends up get, if this ends up by the way if this end, if this ends up getting a sequel i really wonder what the sequel will be titled cuz uh it's kind of hard to sequ- title a second movie when the first one is just called the batman but i'm sure they have a sequel title in mind if i had to grade or rate the batman i would give this an 8.0 out of 10 that's right an 8. Point, an 8.0 out of 10 or a 2 or a 2.75, that's right, a 2.75 out of 4 star Kazatskas, 2.75 out of, 2.75 out of 4 star Kazatskas, or a letter grade of a B minus, that's right, a letter grade of a B minus. All Batman fans should definitely check out this as soon as possible. But non-Batman fans, general audiences, general people that don't really care about Batman may want to skip out on this, on this one, on this version, especially with how, how long it is and how dark it is and how very different it might be for anything you've seen before this take of what Matt Reeves does this compared to anything before Matt Reeves and how Batman is. It might not be everybody's cup of tea for non-Batman fans of general audience type. You may want to skip and leave on this one. I did enjoy my time with this first watch of the Batman. It's really... It's... I mentioned all about the details, so... But, yeah, the, um... I didn't. I did like this take of the Batman, uh, of the 2022 The Batman. Uh, I I don't know about how rewatchable it is, but it's good for what it is. It's an excellent Batman movie. I would definitely say check it out as soon as you can, especially since how they spoiled that last biker transportation scene a few years back with the leaked footage. I hate when that stuff happens. Um, I would probably watch The Dark Knight 2008 more than this, but that's not to say this is a bad movie. The Batman 2022 is definitely high up in the level of good movies, so this is close to The Dark Knight in quality-wise in a different way, shape, or form, but still, the Batman Matt Reeves Batman has a lot of really interesting and creative ways of how it represented the story, the characters... And the mood, ambiance, environment, it's definitely, definitely worth it for Batman fans. And I think if you should see it and make your own thoughts and opinions of your own of what, how you would react to how this movie just is that came out now in March of, March of 2022. And fingers crossed, at the end of May, beginning of June, we're getting, hopefully, 
Let's not get this moved again. Tom Cruise's Top Gun 2 Maverick. Tom Tom Cruise faced off against Colin Farrell in Minority Report 2002. Oh my God, that was 20 years ago. Wow. Oh my goodness, 20 years ago. Wow, where does the time go? And Colin Farrell as Bullseye against Ben Affleck's Daredevil 2003. You know, nice movie connections right there again. But yeah... I will see you all soon for Top Gun to, from Top Top Tom Cruise's Top Gun Two Maverick. And with all that said, there are only these last things to say. Everybody, yes, everybody, you, 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 and you. And you, not you, not you, but and you and you. Everybody, dance! That's right, dance like nobody's watching. Dance like there's no tomorrow. Everybody, dance! Everybody, dance! And have a good time! Everybody, dance and have a good time! This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LL. C. Signing out. I'm Batman. I'm Vengeance. And Batman and Vengeance. Right.